0: Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. I was asked recently about a man named George Soros, and why a lot of Christian uh, conservatives don't like him, and who he was, and this type of thing. And it got me thinking, you know, there's probably quite a few people out there that don't know who he is and why he matters. So today I wanted to go into him a little bit and and kind of give an overview of who he is and what he believes. And you can determine whether or not he's dangerous or not, right? So from an article actually written back in 2017 by Stefan Canfer, um, he writes that when the dust was cleared, and the uh, debris swept away, he stood revealed as Hillary Clinton's most generous billionaire donor. Yet, his name rarely surfaced during the presidential campaign, and that's generally the way he likes it. Dark Money, Jane Mayer's book about covert political funding, refers to the Koch brothers more than 300 times uh, in its exhortation of the radical right, but mentions progressive icon George Soros just six times, and half of those in footnotes. What <laughs> one of the the planet's richest men, his past married and uh, with with crimes and and misdemeanors, uh, the the eighty six year old billionaire skates on. More than a decade ago, he moved his financial headquarters. To uh, uh, Caraco, a, a tax-free haven in the Caribbean, designed for uh, moneyed hypocrites who who talk one game and and play another. Right? You know, everybody's got to play their pay their fair share in taxes and things. Though, uh, we're just going to move to the Caribbean where we don't have to pay any taxes in the U.S. The the place is is not bulletproof though, and on and on, a, on occasion, Soros has actually been accused and even convicted. Of insider trading, a, a French court found him guilty of the crime of levied, and, and they levied a fine of 2.3 million dollars against him. And in the perilous uh, of the billionaires' club, that was really small change. I mean, it really wasn't a big deal for him. Uh, investigative journalists and and a dwindling um, cadre uh, show little interest in him. Uh, they they just don't like to. To bring him up they don't like to do uh, investigative reporting on him uh, they prefer to scrutinize safer softer targets and and if they they took even a cursory look though they would see that soros's global reach and influence far outstripped those of the Koch brothers or other you know liberal boogeymen and and that underlying it all is is a vision both dystopian and opportunistic the the main obstacle to a stable and just world order is the united states that is a quote from george soros the main obstacle the main obstacle to a stable and just world order is the united states ergo that constitutional republic must be weakened and its allies degraded the, the Sorosian world order, one of of open borders and global governance, um, antithetical to the ideals and, and experience of the West, could then assume command. Well, George Soros has been an uh, An escape artist, so to speak, since his um, adolescence in Budapest, when Nazi occupiers gave him his first life lessons. Yes, he actually escaped Nazi um, control. Now, uh, until then, the 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 Schwartz family lived in a large house. That's that was his his uh, birth name, Schwartz. uh, Located, uh, he was located on an island in the uh, Danube. Uh, Georgie's mother. Um, Elizabeth was the daughter of a fluent silk merchant and his father, uh, Tivadar, uh, was a prominent lawyer and eccentric. I mean, in good weather, he actually, uh, would go to his office, uh, in a in a rowboat. So, but, but all was not as it appeared. And even before the, um, predicators, uh, of the third Reich, Anti-Semitism ran deep in in Eastern Europe, and Hungarian Jews, which Zoros is one, uh, lived on a, a, a knife blade, so to speak. No matter how large their bank accounts, the secularist uh, Tivadar never attended synagogue, uh, but he had a devout belief in Esperanto, the the artificial language that he and other uh, disciples believed would eventually become the world's tongue. The tower of Babel would be raised and nationalism would disappear along with dialects and local attitudes and and national boundaries. This is what his father believed, but that world lay in the future. And for the present Jewish identity would have to be papered over. Accordingly, the family changed its name to Soros, which means to soar in that language of Esperanto. Uh, in in 1944, the pers- uh, personification of the Holocaust, Adolf Eichmann, uh, came to German-occupied Hungary to uh, administrate the Final Solution, of course. But Tivadar had anticipated him, and. By then, he had purchased false identity doc- documents for himself and his family, and he bribed a government official to adopt Georgie uh, and, and testify to investigators that the boy was a, his Christian godson. Now came the, the fulcrum of Soros's life and career. The, the bureaucrat who housed teenage Georgie uh, was assigned the task of confiscating Jewish land and property. With the boy in tow, he went from house to house, making inventories of Nazi officers. It's unfair, sweepingly, to condemn those individuals, I mean, Jewish and Gentile, who willingly or unwillingly, in some cases, uh, sometimes participated in, in evil in order to survive. Still, of those who did escape the Holocaust, were tormented by pangs of remorse and survivor's guilt, in most cases. But not Soros. In 1998, 60 Minutes profiled the man whose stock market manipulations were making news. CBS interviewer uh, Steve Croft asked him about his wartime experience. Croft, you watch lots of people get shipped off to death camps. Soros, right? I was 14 years old, and I would say that that's when my character was made. Croft. In what way, Soros responded that one should think ahead. One should understand and and anticipate events. and when when one is threatened, it was it was a tremendous threat of evil. I mean, I was just a a very personal experience of evil. Croft said, I mean, that's that sounds like an experience that would send a lot of people to the uh, the the uh, uh, psychologist couch for many many years was it difficult Soros not not at all not at all maybe as a child I don't you don't see the the connection but it was it created no no problem at all Croft No feeling of guilt? Soros, no. Croft, for example, that I'm Jewish, and here I am watching these people go. I could just as easily be there. I should be there. None of that. And this is what Soros says. Well, of course, I could could be on the other side, or I could be the one from whom the thing is being taken away. But There was no sense that I shouldn't be there because that was, well, actually in a funny way, it's just like in markets that if I weren't there, of course, I wasn't, I wasn't doing it, but somebody else would, would, would be talking, would be taking it away anyhow. And it was the, whether I was there or not, I was only a spectator. The property was being taken away, so the I had no role in taking away the property, so I had no sense of guilt. So you see what he's saying. He's saying, well, you know, it's it's going to happen anyway, and so uh, it might as well be him. So you see what he's saying is that it was going to happen anyway, so it might as well be him. Well, after the war, uh, attending the, the London School of Economics, Soros, his name now um, age- uh, angelicalized, uh, was uh, enchanted by the writings of Karl Popper. He was a writer from 1902 to uh, to 94. He's he's a Vietnamese-born professor devoted, and he devoted his life to the work to what he called the open society, a place free of such tribal. Affinities as religion or nationalism uh, and traditional economic formulas, but he also denounced as a a monument of human smallness. Now, Plato's concept of the the philosophic uh, philosopher king, the uh, you know the the thing like what a contrast. Uh, Popper wrote, uh, "quote between it and." The simplicity of humanness of Socrates, uh, who warned the statesman against the danger of being dazzled by his own power, excellence, and wisdom. What a decline from this world of irony and reason down to Plato's kingdom of the sage whose magical powers raise him high above ordinary men, although not quite high enough to forego the use of lies or to neglect the the sorry trade of every shaman, uh, the selling of spells in exchange for power over his fellow men. Well, was Soros beginning to confront the implications of these big ideas? Well, no one knew, perhaps not even Soros himself, as he strove to find a place in post-war Britain. Alas! For the new graduate, the financial world proved to be a close closed society. No one seemed interested in his sheepskin or his um, multilingual uh, abilities. Um, finally, he he found work at the London-based merchant bank singer and Friedlander, because he stated in a rare moment of self-deprecation, that the managing director was a fellow Hungarian, and in 1930s Hollywood, when former uh, Magyars uh, like uh, Ale- Alexander uh, Korda, uh, Peter Lorre, Leslie Howard, um, Bela Lugosi uh, resigned, you know, and, and they and they reigned supreme during that time. Uh, so many of their countrymen uh, applied for positions that one film studio put a sign up saying, it's not enough to be Hungarian. You must also have talent. (laughs) So so it proved uh, in 1990s London, where the, the new hire could not rest on his Budapest connections, he had to demonstrate a gift for creating revenue. And he did. Within a few years, he had mastered the craft of uh, arbitraging, which is the making profits by trading different currencies. Uh, As as benefit a man with his background, he also promoted European stocks, then winning favor with the US uh, uh, institutional investors. And through Soros, they gained opportunities in the new coal and steel community, soon to become the common market. And by 1959, Soros had relocated to New York City, the financial nexus of the West, of course. And he continued to be a salaried employee, but a high-level one. And he, he told colleagues that he planned to work for three more years, enough to accumulate a personal fortune of half a million dollars. And he would then return to England to study philosophy. Now, that event, of course, never occurred. And his ego kept getting in the way. <laughs> he quote, "I admit that I have always harbored an exaggerated view of my self-importance." He would admit later. He says, "Quote, to put it bluntly, I fancied myself as some kind of god." Unquote. In the 1960s, the fancied god received his theory of, um, he conceived his theory. Of reflexivity, despite uh, its Einsteinian overtones, the concept had a great deal of mumbo and not a little jumbo. <laughs> Essentially, it stated that that those who observed a phenomenon like economics or politics uh, become a part of what they they're observing and thus risk losing objectivity. Uh, Economic arenas, Wall Street, for example, are particularly vulnerable to forces that have little to do with um, empirical evidence or historical precedent. Knowing this, the cunning witness can make a um, uh, a a really good profit if he stays above the fray, the tipsters, and, and the smart money. And the recession of 1973 provided one of many examples of this. After years of wild, bullish uh, ascents, the market seemed impervious to business cycles, and then it crashed. Uh, investors waited for the, the predicted rebound and, and were still waiting five years later. The uh, resignation of Richard Nixon, the oil shortages, the, the seizing of American hostages in Iran, and the inept response of Jimmy Carter all put paid to the good times. Um, and and yet a, a few speculators profited from these disasters. Soros was one of them. Soros went on to enjoy many other triumphs. And, and none did more for his image than a killing made across the pond two decades later. He had gone out on his own by then and, and aware of the British government um, was, was was propping up um, the, the pound sterling. He and his associates uh, acquired millions of pounds and then shorted the currency, betting that it, its worth would decrease. And after some bad press and some bloody political infighting, Prime Minister John Major caved uh, withdrawing the, the pound from the Euro- European exchange rate mechanism, and the pound plummeted, and Soros pocketed more than $1 billion. Retirees on fixed incomes saw their pensions diminished and their savings wiped out, but the human consequences had no effect on Soros. Indeed, he he gained in stature. In high finance circles, he was the man who, broke the Bank of England. That's actually what they called him. The subprime mortgage crisis of the 2000s offered another opportunity. Houses had been overvalued and underfinanced. The day of reckoning occurred in 2008, and it led to the downfall of Lehman Brothers and the failure of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And and the near collapse of the entire global financial system, actually, again, Soros came smiling through, quote, I'm having a very good crisis, he told a reporter. Now, Soros had long since become wealthy beyond avarice. I mean, t- two large um, alimonies. Uh, he, he, he married for the third time in, in 2013. And the education of his heirs, like, like Donald Trump, he actually has five children, plus lavish homes in West, uh, Westchester. And on uh, on on Long Island, um, scarcely made a dent in his family fortune, which continued to grow. But along the way, it occurred to Soros, as it had to many other financial giants before him, that mere getting and spending were not enough for a man of his colossal self measurement. He put his sons and other principals in charge of his companies and and hedge funds. And thereafter, like the owner of beachfront um, frontage, uh, whose landscape is obscured by trees, he devoted himself to cutting down whatever blocked his worldview. And his, th- th- this, uh, his, his pre- presidential candidate lost in 2016, uh, Hillary was his his candidate but this setback didn't slow soros down and his political activism portfolio is well diversified backing organizations dedicated to uh, social agitation and and uh, change for change sake type things soros has caused uh, a tsunami of upheaval in the united states and around the world and in in just just to to highlight just a, a few of these type of of cases here um dc leaks a group of um of hackers uh got into uh Sor- soros's files and and uh, released some of them um perhaps the most notorious of the disclosures concerned soros's open society foundations uh named in honor of as we talked about sir carl popper uh underneath it's it's uh, lofty rhetoric the organization has clearly devoted is clearly devoted to the eradication of national sovereignty uh, a key uh, open society paper hacked in in its entirety described the syrian refugee crisis as an opportunity to shape conversations about rethinking migration's governance translation <laughs> use the 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 flood of of people from Europe and the U.S. Uh, to Europe, the Europe and U.S. Um, in, in order to get what you want to do uh, done, whether or not they're terrorists or not. Um, one of Soros's long-standing targets in the uh, state uh, is the state of Israel, providing funding for groups devoted to boycott and disinvestment and sanctions are known as BDS uh, against the Jewish state is only part of the equation. Uh, According to DC leaks, Soros gave more than $2 million to Adela, which is an independent human rights organization. Uh, As a matter of policy, Adela demands uh, that governments sever uh, diplomatic relations with the only democracy in the Middle East. Of course, that's Israel. Uh, Soros also donated more than $1 million to the Palestinian media center, ILM, uh, which regularly accuses Israel of of ethnic cleansing. Um, Through the Open Society Foundation's biases are obvious. Its members prefer to work under deep cover as one of the leaked documents uh, describes. In the United States, Soros bankrolls a broad range of political and cultural causes. One is, the de- sta- is to de- destabilize the Roman Catholic Church in the United States. In in 2015, he dedicated $650,000 for the purpose of shaping Pope Francis's U.S. visit, using uh, left-leaning Catholic groups to promote gay marriage, abortion, um, the... Uh, physician-assisted suicide, and and other things. Uh, Leading the effort was Hillary Clinton's uh, campaign manager, John Podesta, who's a self-professed Catholic, actually. But Bill Donahue, an outspoken uh, president of uh, the Catholic League, vainly called for Podesta's dismissal. He said he is... Uh, the fomenting revolution in the Catholic Church, creating a mutiny, and is totally unethical. Um, But he is the front man for George Soros to create a a host of phony anti-Catholic groups. These are not just bad comments. As some have suggested, these words are orchestrated, calculated, and designed to create uh, fissures in the Catholic Church. And he's he's done that in a lot of things. We've seen that now in like Black Lives Matter, the same type of tactic. Another Soros favorite is Black Lives Matter and the radical protest group of uh, course that's been dedicated to the proposition that police are inherently racist, right? Working the streets with, you know, uh, this this kind of rhetoric. Uh, BLM has has helped foster de-policing um, and, and a lot of other stuff. We, we've uh, covered, uh, Black Lives Matter a number of times on this podcast. Um, but he has, has given, uh, at least, at least he's donated at least $650,000 to Black Lives Matter. And, and it's probably even more than that, to be honest with you. But Soros open borders obsession can be seen in the, in the, uh, $2 million he gave to opponents uh, of Maricopa County, Arizona, Sheriff Joe Apayo, uh, an and outspoken critic of the illegal immigration. The sheriff's influence on the national conversation about immigration has been uh, poisonous, really, said, said a, a, a Soros spokesman. Um, Apayo actually fired back, calling the billionaire far leftist globalist, which... He's not wrong. Right. (laughs) And he's he's he said he was trying to buy a local race. Well, he's been actually doing that as well quite a bit by a lot of uh, buying a lot of D.A. um, elections Um, and the the emphasis on the legitimate, um, the legitimacy of drug offenders is no accident here. When he does this with these D.A.s, he's 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 weakening a lot of the drug laws in in the local areas in which they preside. Uh, Two decades ago, Soros began an ardent campaign to decriminalize marijuana and other illegal drugs, which he promoted as an issue of fairness, of course. Why should abusers be arrested and imprisoned when what they really need was counseling and rehabilitation, right? Um, To that end, he backed the Lynn Smith Center. It's a it's a drug policy institute which serves as Soros' echo chamber on matters concerning uh, prescribed uh, substances. I quote: "I'm not sure uh, Lynn Smith's des- desire to take us into uh, nihilism and chaos and to jam our hospital uh, hospital emergency rooms with more users has some useful purpose." scoffed a spokesman for uh, General Barry McCaffrey, who. Uh, during his tenure as bill clinton's drug czar um was not was not a a, a big um fan of his uh, of soros um but since then alaska california colorado maine massachusetts nevada oregon washington have all legalized marijuana um and and actually heads which is a um a marijuana-based uh publication called Soros Daddy Weed Bucks. <laughs> so anyway, he, he, he has definitely been on the, the brink with that. Uh, Soros' work uh, carries on in New York City luxury hotels. Um, Soros recently um, got to, uh, together with, uh, he, he's gotten together a number of times, but with Nancy Pelosi and Elizabeth Warren and, and just a lot of Democratic heads. Uh, and they, they've, they strategize uh, as to what to do. Um, And I I would also add that even though he has made his money because of capitalism, he opposes capitalism. I mean, the thrust of his book, Open Society, is an argument in favor of the open society and against capitalism. Soros takes capitalism to mean this. He thinks that capitalism is the unbridled pursuit of self-interest. While it is actually a specific set of institutions that channel self-interest toward efficient social cooperation, you see, capitalism works. Why? Because it doesn't go against human nature. Human nature, we can be very selfish. we want we want to work for ourselves. We want good things for ourselves. So capitalism, um, plays on that and says, OK, fine, if you're going to work hard and you're going to do uh, what, what, you, uh, you know, what you can with the skills that you have, then you're going to benefit from that. And that's what capitalism does. So it channels those self-interests into something that is very efficient for social cooperation. And he defines the muddled concept of open society as one where there is no monopoly on truth. But he wants state coercion to impose his own ideas, especially those of social justice. So you see, he wants this, quote, open society, but it's only open to his ideas. And he wants the government to impose just those ideas. So Soros... You know, he, he deems market fundamentalism more dangerous, actually. So capitalism, in his mind, is more dangerous than communism for, because and, and particularly it's more dangerous to his open society type of, of thing because free market ideas appear everywhere triumphant. So he, he wherever capitalism is tried, it, it works. Wherever communism is tried, it doesn't. And because of that, he, he's, he, he, he thinks that this is a bad thing. He wants to change that. So some may ask, well, how much is he spending to get these things accomplished? Well, he contributed over $128 million to Democrats in this last election cycle. That's over $128 million in just this last election cycle just a month ago. Uh, this is a man who is not doing good things. He, he is behind he is, he's the money bags behind a lot of these groups that are doing some very bad things, very leftist groups. And it's up to you whether or not you think that that's a very good thing or that's a very bad thing. I would love to hear from you on it. And of course, you can always get a hold of us and you can hear more of the podcasts here on Uncommonsensepodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.